Welcome to this podcast from the Arctic Frontiers Conference 2013. We're speaking with attendees, speakers, and members of the Young Scientists Forum about their work, their hopes, and their concerns for the future of the Arctic. This is a joint effort of the Arctic Frontiers Conference, the Geopolitics in the High North Program, and the Arctic Institute. I'm Tom Fries. Today, I'm speaking with Kurt Rice. Kurt is part of the university leadership at the University of Tromsø, where he is the pro-rector for research. Prior to that, he was the founding director of the university's first center of excellence, which was in theoretical linguistics. I'd also like to thank LOAS, the group that's provided the music that you'll hear at the beginning and end of each podcast. Hi there, Kurt. Thanks for speaking with me today. Uh, could I ask you to start us off by talking a little bit about your current research and any plans that you have for the near-term future? Right. Well, I am currently in an elected position, actually, as part of the leadership, and my term expires this summer. So you're catching me at a point of transition where I'm going out of a role as the as the pro-rector for research and into a role as a more active researcher. As, as pro-rector, it's kind of difficult to keep one's research program alive. My, my field is linguistics, and I'm going to be doing some linguistics. In fact, I do um, study Sami some, and just recently published on that and have as part of a larger project. So I will be doing more work on, on North Sami, which is spoken uh, to the east of, of Tromsø here. But I've also spent 10 years in heavy leadership positions and have become so interested in that that I intend to um, develop some research interests there as a way to think about how to make universities better. So you said you've served in a couple of different leadership roles here at the University of Tromsø. Were there any unexpected steps that you took on your on your way to these various leadership roles? There were. I mean, the, both both of the leadership roles that I've had uh, came as a surprise. The first important one was as the head of a center of excellence, and that uh, was the result of a competition through the Research Council of Norway where in 2002, 13 groups nationally were identified to start centers of excellence, which was about 10% of the applicant pool. So uh, that we succeeded with our application, of course, is, is in principle a surprise. Um, and then the second important leadership job I've had is this vice pro-rector job. <clears throat> and that's the result of an election. And uh, I don't have much experience with standing for election in various places. And 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 it, it's kind of a new experience, and it is also surprising to win there. So, so both of those developments were um, certainly not things one could plan for. And how do you think that your work here is contributing to a positive future for the Arctic, uh, whatever that might mean to you? Right. Well, I've noticed that many of the speakers at the conference are talking about knowledge as a central uh, factor in a successful development of the Arctic, however they might choose to interpret that. And of course, the educational system and the system of, of research productivity uh, that we have at the university here and at other institutions in Norway and throughout the entire educational ecosystem are essential to the production of knowledge that the speakers are 
are looking for, and my job, the way I've interpreted my job as as pro-rector is, is that um, I should c- try to create the circumstances for other people to do their research as effectively as possible. Slightly more generally, I would just say that education at all levels is really the key to the development of society. And um, as a person who works in the educational system, I do feel that I'm able to um, work in North Norway to and uh, to improve society by by working to create better educational opportunities. So, in your observations of the Arctic policy and science dialogues, is there anything that you see as being missing from the conversation? Is there anything that people should be talking about that they aren't? I would say that there are some pretty serious questions about development and cultural change that I think aren't um, being acknowledged here. So in my own field in linguistics, you know, there are a lot of, there are a lot of small and vulnerable languages uh, in the Arctic, not only, in, not only with the Sami languages in, in the north of Europe, but also in Greenland and in northern Canada and in, in uh, Alaska. And <clears throat> we're going to see significant changes the, the threatened status of those languages is only going to get worse with um, the development of the Arctic. And uh, to the extent that you might think there's a relationship between language and culture, we're going to see basic cultural changes. And I don't think that's being sufficiently discussed. Let me ask you in a broader sense, what do you see as the value of events like Arctic Frontiers? And so the value for us at the university is that we um, further assert our engagement in, uh, in research about the Arctic, but also in the important task of connecting researchers with policymakers. And to me, that's one of the most radical and creative parts of the Arctic Frontiers Conference is the, is the genuine commitment to to um, to feeding policymakers with the latest research results, I think it's very exciting to see that, and it's a it's a very very big feather in the hat of the University of Tromsø that people want to come here to do it. Thanks for joining us for this interview. Follow along with the series on iTunes or via our websites arcticfrontiers.com and thearcticinstitute.org. The music you've heard at the beginning and end of this interview is from Loas, from their album Wind and Water. You can hear more from them on iTunes. Just search for their name, which is spelled L-O-E-S-S. <laughs>